He is the one that we gather together to adore him and to exalt him on this, the very first day of a brand new year. Happy New Year, everybody. As Brendan has already indicated, I'm going to do a short talk this morning, and at the end of that, you're going to have the opportunity for you to give thanks in the assembly of God's people. I think it's the book of Hebrews that talks about the Lord Jesus, where it says that he will not be ashamed or embarrassed to call us not only his brothers and sisters, but also to give thanks, to give praise in the assembly of his people. You'll have that opportunity this morning. It doesn't have to be long, just I'd like to thank God for, or I'd like to be grateful for, or to express something like that. You'll have the opportunity to do that. Um, Brendan will have a microphone and be raving on one side of the church and I'll have a handheld microphone and just simply raise your hand and we'll come to you and you can take a short period of time and just to give thanks, praise to God for whatever it was in the past year. I'm going to read to you from God's word and with focus this morning of course is going to be on Thanksgiving. We're calling this our Thanksgiving Sunday. And I join Brendan likewise in, <clears throat> if you're visiting us for the very first time, perhaps this is your first service, you ever joined us here at Sunnybank, then we're glad that you're here. And we trust that you not only uh, connect this morning, but that God meets with you in a special way and that he will bless you this coming year. In Luke chapter 17, there is a very famous story which has an emphasis upon thanksgiving. It certainly outlines for us Jesus' attitude, his expectation, it also articulates for us the various, the two general responses that uh, people tend to give in this world. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Jesus heals 10 men with leprosy. <clears throat> now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. They called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Implication being, and the others were probably Jews. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Jesus' very clear expectation that when he performed something, when he provided something, uh, the gratitude that thanks is supposed to be forthcoming, a response. Weren't ten people cleansed? Where are the other nine? Why haven't they come back to say thank you? That would, after all, be appropriate. There was a New Zealand lady born back in the late 1800s and died about 1920s, 1923, from New Zealand. She was the author of short stories. Her name was Catherine Mansfield. <laughs> Because of ill health, she had to leave New Zealand. She travelled and lived in Switzerland. She didn't know God. When she got to Switzerland, um, she certainly loved the scenery and the mountain air and her health improved slightly. And you can still read her short stories and Google her sayings on the internet today. She wrote this. 
If only one could make some small sound of praise to express thanks to someone for all of this, but who? If only one could make some small sound of praise to express thanks to someone for all of this beauty and magnificence, but who, she says. She didn't know God. She felt this praise, this gratitude that someone should be acknowledged and thanked, but she, she, she had no avenue of expressing it. So for us, the lesson is, as the Bible clearly instructs, uh, that we know God because of Jesus. We know him through Jesus. And it's appropriate for us, in fact, to express our gratitudes and thanks to him, not just when we come together in worship like this and not just in song, not just when we're by ourselves in our own quiet times, but also to be thankful and to praise him publicly in our families, amongst our colleagues, and even this morning in this assembly, to take the opportunity to say thank you to God for whatever it is that he's been doing for you. The Bible says in many places, uh, Gary, see if you can find these for me. Uh, let's go to the Ephesians 5 reference, if you have that. Paul says this, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity of the time, because the days are evil. Don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It's all pretty good advice, isn't it? Be careful how you live this year. Know what God's will is for you this year. Focus upon him. Uh, be filled with the Spirit. Live under his control. Verse 19, sing in your hearts and make hymns and spiritual melodies, singing them to, to God. Verse 20, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything. At all times and for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or over a couple of pages in your Bible, it's going to be Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 famous verse whatever you do this year particularly whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him whatever you say whatever you do do it representing Jesus as a follower of him and being thankful giving thanks to God the Father through him or finally uh, 1 Thessalonians 5:18. Uh, instructs us to not only rejoice also always and to pray without ceasing but it says verse 18 to give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus it's God's will for us to be a thankful people we teach our kids that don't we you train your children your grandchildren that when you give them something you expect them to say the magic words abracadabra no not those ones um, thank you and I don't know about you, but it cheeses me off when if I give something particularly to my, one of my children or to my grandchildren and they're not courteous in their response, it just irritates me a little bit. Well then now, let me translate that across to my relationship with my Heavenly Father. If when he provides for me, am I like my grandchildren or my children? Am I thankful, expressing it to him? It's certainly an area that we can grow in, isn't it? When we face major trials and traumas, then that certainly drives us to our needs and to our dependence upon God. But it's the little frustrations in life. Why is that slow driver right in front of me when I'm in such a hurry? Being thankful in those circumstances. 
It's the little frustrations of life where, for many of us, that's where the battle is, of seeking to demonstrate the reality of Jesus in us and being a thankful people. In fact, in Philippians, I didn't give this one to Gary to put on the screen, but in Philippians chapter 2, it says, Do all things without murmuring or arguing. Do everything without complaining. Would the people who are closest to you, would they say that you are a complainer or would they say that you're a thankful person? What would they say? And then he goes on to say, so that you may live like God's children, blameless and innocent in this fallen dark world and you'll shine like the lights. Well, in that story of the seven, of the ten lepers in Luke chapter 17, there is an outline for us of... What those lepers did is what we need to learn to do and you'll have opportunity this morning to do so. Not to be like the story of the man who was lost in the bush. He got so desperate and so frightened that he even said later on when he was interviewed, said that I was so frightened I got down on my knees and I prayed and I asked God to help. The interviewer asked him, and did God answer your prayer? To which he said, no, he didn't have a chance to because straight after I prayed, one of the guards came along and was able to guide me out. Blind to the reality of what's going on around him. We need to be careful, don't we, that we don't suffer from that same blindness. God has blessed us abundantly and we, of all people, need to be thankful. Well, what do these lepers do? Well, they knew firstly that they were in a terrible situation, and so are we. For them, it was a physical disease, the leprosy. For us, it's a spiritual one, it's our own sin. New Year may find you also with a, a health scare. You might find yourself in exactly the same situation where you're asking God for help physically. For them, leprosy was not just a physical thing, it was also a social thing. They found themselves isolated and separated from family and loved ones. Maybe that's where you are this morning. That's what sin certainly does to us. These people in their desperate situation, number one, acknowledged how desperate they were, the seriousness of their situation, and they came to Jesus asking for mercy. That's what we need to do in the midst of desperation, in the midst of whatever's going on for us to come to him, Jesus, Master, acknowledging who he is, he's the one in control, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me, on us. Forgive us for our sin, heal us of our ailments, restore us from that which is separating and hurting us. They acknowledged they need, they went to Jesus. We need to do the same. And then notice what they did. They stood at a distance and in their ulcerated voices shouted out as loud as they could, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus this time doesn't touch them like he often did with lepers, but this time he simply says to them, go to the priest and show yourselves. And they did. They did. They responded with obedient faith. That's what we need to do. If he tells us to do something, we need to do it, trusting him. We're not told they had any debates or doubts or questions or anything like that, but you could imagine it would have been normal if they did. How come he didn't do to us what he's done to other lepers? Why is this different? What happens if we get there and we're not cleansed? We're going to look like fools to the priests. We're not told any of those wrestles or doubts. They just simply went because he said go, so they did. And on the way, of course, you know the story. 
that which was either numb or painful suddenly changed. And I don't think limbs or fingers grew back, but skin was restored whole. Ulcers were healed. And they knew that they had been cleansed. And one of them, the foreigner, he stops and he returns. And what he does is what we should do. That when we, when we have been the recipients of his goodness and grace, we should come and fall at his feet and acknowledge him and thank him. That's what this guy does. And Jesus is surprised. Where are the rest? How come they haven't come to say thank you? Uh, so for us this morning, you'll have an opportunity to say thank you to the Lord publicly for whatever it is over the past year you would like to give thanks for. Spurgeon points out, Ten people prayed. Only one person praised. Ten people were asking for stuff. Only one was giving thanks. Easy for us to say that's what we need to be doing. But let me encourage you this year, not just today, but to develop this attitude of gratitude, to become a people who are aware of and grateful for and thankful to him, the Master. Because he is the one who was in control. Was last year a tough year? He's in control. This year has a future that we don't know about. Could be valleys, could be mountain peaks, could be wonderful, could be traumatic. He is in control. We need to just trust him through it all. And like these guys, come to him in the midst of our desperate need do whatever it is he instructs us to do, and that having obeyed him, to be grateful and thankful to him, working his purposes out. I'm going to pray, and then you're going to have the opportunity to share with us, with one another, to his honour and glory. Let's pray together. Lord, we do acknowledge that you are the God who is at work in the world, that you've watched over us this past year, and we want to acknowledge that and this morning Lord hear our thanks and to hear our praise personally individually as we share it um, publicly with brothers and sisters in this church family we are grateful that you are sovereign and that you watch over us Lord deliver us from ingratitude from assuming incorrectly that we've done all these things by our own strength by our own cleverness we are fully dependent upon you every day for every breath and you have blessed us and this morning lord we want to give you thanks in jesus name amen okay if you would like to give thanks i'd like to thank god for then simply raise your hand and brendan or i will come to you and you can do that publicly we'll do this i don't know five ten minutes something like that Who would like to be first? Marty. I think everyone knows me by now, the mess I make of leading worship. Um, a couple of years ago, I made a poor choice of going for a different job. Didn't work out. Really didn't work out. And then I was out of work for a whole year, which at 55 is pretty flatline. No responses. Um, then there's a big audiovisual installation in town. I got some temporary work out of it. And at the end of that temporary work, the temporary work is pretty cool for a start. 
at the end of that temp work, I emailed my boss and said, you know, time's up, I'll start looking for other work. Come Monday, he comes up to me and says, yeah, the guy who does this job is quitting, do you want to start a full-time job? Um, at 55, that is unheard of. That doesn't happen. The two things that mainly know I can really thank the Lord for is the fact that I was out of work for a year, every bill was paid, the fridge was stupidly full. Um, I looked in the fridge one day and I went, Jesus, thank you, Lord, look at that. It was ridiculous. Um, and, yeah, and then... The By Lord, ridiculous, you mean wonderful, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows my language. <laughs> Alas. No, he's great. He's wonderful, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But How that, he provides, yeah. And then there's this work. Yeah. And in the middle of it, I'm going, okay, so I've got work now and... The learning curve now starts is to be gracious hmm. now while I've got a job. That's hmm. the new learning curve. Hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Anybody else? Over here. We're good. Thomas. Thomas. On behalf of Darrell and my family, we want to thank everybody for their prayer. As you know, on October last uh, this year, or last year, we received the news that our son, the first son, 40-year-old, had uh, lymphoma, non-Hoskin uh, disease. So I sent the rail over. I was preparing to go to Manus. But uh, I had a sense that uh, I think he requires me to be at home with him, to be there. So I sent the rail. David came. We pray with Narel. We send, say goodbye to her. And then on a Wednesday, November, one o'clock in the morning, I rang Narelle. I felt really uncomfortable. I rang one o'clock in the morning, and she was admitted to the hospital. You know, she couldn't take it. So I flew, the next morning I flew, and then uh, you talk about the God, amazing way that he blessed us. And in Lamentation 331 to 33, that's our message for all our friends and our family. And that she said, for the Lord does not abandon anyone. Oh. Though he brings grief and my own rendering, sorrow, pain, and suffering, he also, bring, or he also saw compassion according to the measure of his great and failing love. For he does not enjoy bring suffering or pain to anyone. He doesn't enjoy anyone. So I look at myself that I was fortunate, Nerell and I are fortunate that he doesn't cause us suffering or pain for celebrating our Christmas with our son and his family. And we want to say thank you again for your prayers. Thank you. Amen. Don't feel pressured that you have to speak. You know, don't get nervous or he's going to pick. We're not going to pick anybody. You need to volunteer. And in just five days' time, oh. it will be 12 months since uh, my, my wife of 60 years passed away. Oh. In that time, I, my family, who was together with me, has been grieving very much. They've been a wonderful support. And, and uh, while we've grieved together, we've shared the many memories we have of 
I've been for me over 60 years and um, it's just wonderful to think back on those wonderful times when uh, the Lord has blessed us so much. And then secondly, uh, there is the church family oh. from Pastor Darrell down to all other, many other people within the church. They have, their empathy has been just wonderful. And I thank God very much for the fact that I have a church family as well as a, a physical family. Oh. And for that, I'm going to be thankful. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Stop. Bless you. Um, I just like to thank God for um, my job and for my um, church family and my non-Christian friends as well. Hmm. Amen. Agreed. I'm grateful that my foot is getting better. remiss of me if I didn't stand to give praise to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever Amen. I want to thank the Lord this morning that throughout the whole of the year he has been faithful he is the strength of my life I testify to that because it's not normal strength it's exceptional strength God has given to me and this morning, very early in the morning, the Lord whispered into my spiritual ear, Psalm, uh, rather, Isaiah 46 and verse 4. And even to your old age, uh, I can't, now I can't see, <laughs> I am he. And to your white hair have, have I carried you. I will make, I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and I will deliver you. And I said, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your love and your grace and your mercy. I want to just say that throughout the year, it hasn't been easy. There's been mountaintops, there's been valleys, there's been pain, there's been sorrow. There's been triumphs, there's been victories, there's been failures, but praise God, he's been keeping me. And every day along my pathway, there's been handfuls on purpose, dropped specially for me. And I want to praise him this morning for all that he's been and all that he will be to me, kept by the power of God. Praise God. Amen, sister. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? It's a bit like variations on a theme. Uh, really just thanking the Lord for his provision. Uh, we've had an interesting year with health throughout my family. Um, some of you might know my father um, was diagnosed with ampullate cancer halfway through the year and uh, had a Whipple surgery, which is an enormous surgery to remove a bunch of internal organs. And then four weeks later, I had a massive gastrointestinal bleed. We nearly lost him. 
but he's here with us and he's gaining weight and so far cancer free. So praise the Lord for that. Um, you, yep. <laughs> and then the next week we lost our job a week before we were going overseas. So, but again, we have never been without. He's provided everything for us down to shoes. It's just astonishing. Mm. So, um, yep. We just want to publicly. You know, I've spoken to some of you about those things, but publicly give thanks to the Lord just for his provision in every area of our lives. Amen. A couple more. I'll come back. Um, we'd like to thank God for blessing us in our work. Um, Wilson and I, we were at work in business, but we have met with a lot of workplace unfairness, or you can say that it's some form of bullying for the past year. But God has blessed us throughout. When times got really dark and frustrating and painful, we were down on our knees praying to God, and He gave us strength and help. He has always been our shield, our protector. And it made us learn this lesson of shining our light even more brightly into the darkness, that God's light should penetrate whatever situation it is, no matter how dark it gets. He's always there for us, strengthening us. And I would also like to thank the church for the edifying messages from the pastors here, Pastor Darrow and David and others, and also the wonderful worship teams that have always been there for us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, good morning, um, members. Uh, in December 2014, um, we lost our oldest son, who at that age was 30. Um, at that time, I was not coming to this church. I was going to another church. Um, I struggled on my own for a year, and then God called me to come here to this church where I had people that I knew, uh, and I want to thank him for bringing around me um, a wonderful group of ladies and other people who have continued to support me um, as a mother who is still grieving. And um, he has kept me, sustained me, and um, made me feel that there is a hope to live for. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'd like to thank the Lord for his abundant wisdom. Um, throughout this year, I have felt very encouraged to pray for wisdom for what might be considered minor issues in my life. Um, but the Lord really encouraged me to pray for, for wisdom rather than for um, a healing or for a, a direct answer to the prayer. And I would have to say that as the year has gone on, I have known an amazing um, blessing of wisdom from the Lord, whether it's been things that, have, um, that I've remembered, that I've, I've known, that I've been able to put into use to be the answer to the prayer, or people that I've talked to who have um, led me in the right way. Uh, so in many ways, but yes, his... His wisdom has come to me just because I have started to ask for wisdom in times of need. Yeah. Yep. So I'd really encourage it. It's a great thing. That's what he promises, isn't it? Yeah. If anyone lacks wisdom, ask God for it. 
We'll finish with David and then uh, we're going to sing a great song about him being a good, good father. David. That sounds like a good idea. Um, I'd like to give thanks for the church camping group. Um, throughout the year we've had some interesting places to go, but we've built friendships and relationships that have been, uh, I think, of lifelong uh, benefit to us. Um, each person has contributed in their own way, practical things like how not to um, have an accident with your caravan and how to do other things that are practical, but particularly in terms of relationships with and the friendship that we've built. And you can only do that when you have the time and dedicate the time and the effort to do that. So that's my praise point for this past year and I hope we're going to have another good one this year. Amen. Yep. Connecting with one another is crucial in a church our size, of building relationships, getting to know one another. You can do that through ministry groups like the camping group or through life groups and we'll be talking more about that as we go. Let's stand together and finish our service by singing this great truth. He's a good, good father. That's who he is. <laughs>